Cashback is not available on gas in New Jersey and Wisconsin. Hey, good morning. You're heading the airport, right? Yeah, thanks for checking. I like the car. How long have you been a rideshare driver? About three years now. I really enjoy it. Isn't it hard to make money these days with the price of gas being so high? Not for me. I use Upside, the free app that gives you cash back for every gallon of gas you buy. Wait a minute. Are you saying you actually get real money back when you get gas with the Upside app? Yep, I get real cash back every time I get gas. Does that actually add up to anything? I'll make around $200 to $300. Wow, that's serious extra cash. I'm downloading the Upside app now. Download the free Upside app now to earn real cash back every time you buy gas. Use promo code CAR for an extra $0.25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. You can cash out anytime right to your bank account, PayPal, or a gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free Upside app and use promo code CAR for a $0.25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. That's code CAR. Mike Rowe here with a radical idea. If you want to see more companies make more things in this country, buy more things from more companies who make things in this country. I refer in this case to the incredible t-shirts, sweatshirts, blue jeans, and more made by my friends at American Giant. Everything American Giant makes is made in the United States. And right now, you can take 20% off your first order at American-Giant.com slash Mike. That's American-Giant.com slash Mike. The following production is part of the We Be Geeks Podcast Collective. Wind came up the door, closed on me, and the children were screaming. Welcome. Neverland is mine. <laughs> we're going to bring ghosts from all over the world. Join us. Be sure to bring your death certificate. Yes, it is me. See, you know, the only thing with my use of this old Halloween intro is it doesn't introduce me, and it doesn't have the new title. But I am your Spider-Pan Jeremy, and this is Neverland The Fandom Nexus. And guess what? You know, we haven't talked to you in a while. Well, I have, but <laughs> the fans haven't gotten to hear from you in a while. Well, Lost Boy Phil is here with me. Hello there. Yes, he's back again, because we don't have a usual guest as uh, as I've had in the last couple of weeks. Uh, I do have some guests on the. I'm, I'm working to get uh, schedule some time, uh, so we will have some guests in the future. But for the next couple of weeks, we've got actually a lot of stuff that we need to cover. I mean, this uh, this show has become a tribute show. Uh, we did a tribute show. I, almost seems like it's maybe been a month ago when we lost Living Newton John and some other people, yes. and now we've lost Angela Lansbury and Robbie Coltrane. So we're going to talk about them here later on in the show. And uh, the impact that they've had on pop culture and our own personal lives, or whatever. How are you? Yes. I don't know. That's that personal, but you know, in a way, in a way. But you know, they they definitely had some impact on us. So we're gonna we're gonna kind of switch gears on uh, how we do things, and we're gonna talk about them a bit. So usually, you know, we start out with stuff like, you know, what have you been watching? And uh, sure. I can't say that I've been watching anything significant other than getting ready for some Halloween fun. And uh, yeah. I, I've. Uh, it's been more about what I've been playing than I've been watching. I've been so worn out. I've been working pretty hard, and I've been coming home and just crashing out. So <laughs> I, I've been watching some very interesting things. I tell you, just looking up over there at your... Yeah, your, you can't turn your head and look at me. No, or to go just, away from the microphone. I just looked up there, and I saw your calendar. It reminds me of a few things I've been watching. I've been watching a lot. Uh, yeah, Jack Kirby re- documentary you, yeah, you tell me about. Yeah, I was watching Jack One of the, the really interesting things I was reading about and watching as well, during Jack Kirby things, and I was very interested. You know, uh, the original... Uh, uh, the original thing that uh, I was thinking about, uh, oh, 
I can't think of his name right now. The the guy with the eye patch. What's his name? Captain uh, Jack Sparrow. No, 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 no. <laughs> Nick no. Fury. <laughs> Nick Fury. Nick Fury. I had to go pirate. You know. Okay, Nick Fury. Um, some people say the the whole thing with you know. Uh, by the way, I love Samuel L. Jackson, but. I, when I think of Nick Fury, I think of the original Nick Fury. Uh, we think of David Hasselhoff. Well, not, not David Hasselhoff. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if you know this, but did you know that the original Nick Fury was based off of Jack um, uh, Jack Kirby? Jack Kirby himself. And uh, yeah. but I found out the reason why the reason why it was based off Jack Kirby because originally it was he was known as a uh, uh, Sergeant Fury when they yeah. first had Sergeant Fury and uh, the Howling Commandos. The Howling Commandos. Yeah, but. Because that whole thing was based off of what he knew from from World War II, and so he based a lot of those commandos off of people he knew, and I so this is not a disrespect to to uh, oh Samuel Jackson whatsoever, but the only thing that I I don't like about them changing the whole Samuel Jackson thing is. I really like knowing about uh, seeing how much Nick Fury was supposed to be like Jack Kirby. Yeah, and there's so much. What, for instance, the the cigar smoking thing that he did that was a a great tribute. Plus, he looks and this is Jack Kirby's own words. He said he lo- he looked like me, except he says I am not a strong man. Nor he goes and you know give her uh, two or, or inches or so. <laughs> he was not that tall. Yeah, <laughs> he goes take away uh, a lot of muscle. Yeah, uh, but yeah, he purposely is supposed to look like him, and um, and really looking at some of the pictures from the, the that they had of him from back in the days of the war, he did look very similar, except you know some of the some of the gray hair that was there uh, was given to him from when he was drawing him. Right. Which I thought that was really kind of cool that they did that. And the, the whole eye thing didn't come until they made him into a spy guy. You might say, well, why did they make him a spy guy? Well, the reason was is because at the exact same time when they was doing the whole Howling Commandos uh, storyline, that's also when uh, James Bond was making big, coming big, and also uh, Uncle. So that the whole, mm. uh, what was it called? The, the Man from Uncle. Man from Uncle. Yeah. So that's when they decided to to come out with this, you know, whole uncle thing. You dot n dot. They did the same thing with Shield. So <laughs> yeah. the whole thing came out that exact same time because, man, they were just so brilliant. They, yeah, they really were. You know, you you that what a great team was Jack Kirby and of course the great Stan Lee. Yeah. And that's still the thing that I still find insulting with that Captain Marvel movie when he should be this war hero and yes. have lost his eye and something. And they turned into a well, an alien cat just scratched it out on a whim. That just yeah. it it really it takes away from what uh, that should have some meaning for for veterans who come back disabled from combat. Yeah, that meant something to them to have have. Oh hey, Nick Fury lost an eye. I can relate to that because I lost you know my yeah. arm or my leg really, or my eye. You know the stories and stuff that I was reading. I, I have the books and stuff I bought because I got so much out of that documentary. I was uh, I bought books and things that, telling stories about Jack Kirby. Where I learned a lot of these things. Just amazing. He just a great great artist and uh writer creator and uh I, i'm just so thrilled that i can read all these things now from now on so that one documentary put me through a whole spin of uh more and more i want to learn about him and stanley and them there is an official facebook group that is the art of jack kirby and they oh really they post stuff I, I get stuff from them all the time they'll, they'll, they'll show his his old more. covers pages out of his old comics and uh it's it's run by like the kirby estate i really or something. wish they would bring out action figures you know they, they've brought out some of, of uh Stanley, I wish now a Jack Kirby figure would be would, cool. I want one of Jack Kirby, but I'd also want one of, of uh, help me, Jeremy, the guy who drew Spider Man, um, Steve Ditko. Steve Ditko, yeah. And man, well, although the cover of, of the Amazing Fantasy 15 was, was Jack Stan, Kirby, yeah, it was Jack Kirby, yeah. yeah. 
Uh, Although Steve Ditko did come up with a design of yes, Spider-Man, and then Jack Kirby drew that awesome cover. Now, originally it was going to be Jack Kirby, but uh, this is what this is the words of the great Stan Lee. Stan Lee said, he goes, I guess Jack Kirby just couldn't help himself. He made him muscular, made him big. And <laughs> he says, no, 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 cool. I don't want him like that. You know, yeah. he goes, I want him... And he goes, oh, Skinny fine. He goes, take it, little uh, creepy. take it to someone else, he said. So he did. And <laughs> Steve Ditko, though, he's good at making oh, weird yeah. and creepy and had that great, cool style that later he went on to work on Doctor Strange. Yeah, but, uh, absolutely. Spe- speaking of like that Jack Kirby thing, if you look over there, I finally, and I, I posted some pictures up there, I've gotten my fire started, so I now have all the Spider-Man yeah. and Amazing Friends. Uh, I, don't, I don't remember who's, I think Hasbro has got the Kenner line, and they've been putting out these Marvel Legends figures that are all like, uh, yeah. what are these, like four and, or three and a quarter? Yeah, three, three and three quarter. quarter yeah. Three and three quarter. Uh, but I, they, they also put out a Spider-Man that's an amazing fantasy Spider-Man where he's wearing black and red, and he's got some webbing underneath his arms. But you see the artwork that they, they grabbed the yeah, artwork. The Jack Kirby, Kirby artwork is on the, uh, uh, the backboard. Yeah, I great. love it, love it, love it, love it, love it. I still have space for at least one more of them figures. So I'm trying to, I think I'm going to try to find a Captain America and put him in there. Yeah, it's brilliant. But I got yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm I'm filling out my wall. I still need to find myself a flash. Which, oh my goodness, I've tried. I've I've been put together a cart like through a Walmart.com, and I did find a, a flash. But in order to get like some uh, some co- saving my cost of shipping or whatever, I have to order a bunch of other stuff. So I've been I, I do that compiling a stuff together that I can't pay for yet. But, and one of them was my Captain America that I'll put up there. But sometimes I'll buy things. You know, we're talking about this. I'll find things that I want to get for other people, you or whoever, for Christmas and. And I've already got some of your stuff, you know, and uh, a few other things. I'll just put it all together. And uh, I always find a way like, oh, someone else gets that. I'll get something else for someone else. You know, that's how I do. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I'm working on putting it together. But I just, speaking of the Jack Kirby, I was like, yeah, it's got the Jack Kirby over in the box. It's so fantastic. So I've been watching so many things, you know, it's amazing. Well, that's, we'll we'll leave it to the one thing because that's something that's on Tubi if y'all can do streaming. Yes. There's a Jack Kirby. And it's free. What is it called? Tubi's free. Oh, yeah. It was a. Oh, forgive me. I'm having a hard time. Right, well, if you do a search for Jack Kirby, you might find it. Yeah, it's, I need to. I need to sit down and watch it's it. More or less, I haven't had time a, to sit it and watch showed things. how he was a a, a hero because I didn't realize. Uh, well, he wasn't save the, it for let them to watch. We need to. We need to keep. He moving. wasn't the only hero, but it's basically how he right after, right after D Day, and he went into battle with a bunch of other men, and not a whole lot got out of that, mm. incidentally. But uh, now for. The what we've been playing, I'm going to oh, go yeah. and take a what I've been playing. Uh, now, I don't think I have video up of uh, this game th- gameplay yet. I've been put, but if you go to the uh, Neverland official gaming channel, I have been doing scare play for 2022, and I've got video of uh, Resident Evil 4 that's running right now, uh, and uh, I think the maybe I did put the Evil Within too. No, I don't think I put the Evil Within too, but. Um, now, and this is this has been an interesting conversation with my wife actually, uh, because I've been playing The Evil Within two, which is it's kind of an older game, I guess by now. It's been out for a few years, but I played the original one last year, and I was trying to re, you know uh, watch some of my video on YouTube just to try to reacquaint myself with some of the story of what goes on in these games of why it's all going. And my wife was looking at some of this horrific stuff, and I don't do horror movies, not at yeah, all. Yeah, I hear you. But yet I do these games, and she's like, I don't understand how you can play these games. And I, and here's here's how my brain works, and why I, I do enjoy these games is because I'm I, I, I put to put it simply because I get to fight back. But it's more than that. I enjoy these games because I get like some of the most ultimate major forms of evil, and I get to go whoop its butt. Mm-hmm. That I don't know. I think it's partially cathartic. I don't you know these games are kind of scary. I never really get frightened by these games. 
But I get these horrific, horrible... Because, I mean, sure, I love to play like a Spider-Man game, and I get the great villains. I'm like, oh, there, it's exciting to see. But th- these horror games give me absolutely the most horrific villains and horrible things that I can defeat, and I can take them down, and I can save the day by fighting the, fighting these horrible evils. And somehow or another, I think I get a charge out of killing evil, evil, just horrible, nasty, murderous things. You know, as, as nasty as the as the stuff can be in there, I'm the one that fights back, you know? It's it's like, the, I love that line out of the original Hellboy movie that John Hurt has. Like, there are those things that go bump in the night. We are the ones that bump back. Yeah, I remember that. Yes, and that's, I, I think that's the appeal for me is I get to bump back. I'm taking down the evil, you know, I'm taking down Umbrella. And the, what's neat about The Evil Within 2, now, to, to sum up some of the storyline of this, is there's a basically they you got a, the guy who de, who designed Resident Evil Four came over to Bethesda and designed these games, and what he's got instead of Umbrella you have um oh golly I forgot the name of the company Mo- Mobius Mobius, Mobius yeah. which you might for those of you who study any mythology know that as like a god of dreams right so you have this organization Mobius and they have used science and end up creating something horrible where Umbrella kind of did it on purpose they're making bioweapons. Mobius was is trying to basically build the Matrix. They think they can solve all the world's problems by hooking everybody into this machine, and your mind will become one with this machine. They create this false world that you're in, and everything's just going to be hunky-dory. But every time they try to set it up, there, there has to be a core person. The first game, basically the core person, was a psychopath, and he made a nightmarish world that you're trapped in and you got to get it out of. This second one, uh, your character that you play is Sebastian Castilla. <sighs> I keep getting it messed up with I had a, a co-worker was Castilleja was her name. Uh, but this is Castellanos. I don't know. I don't know. He's a Hispanic dude. Um, but Sebastian, they took his daughter and made her the core because they thought, oh, an innocent child. We can build a beautiful world. Well, of course, something's gone wrong. And Sebastian thought his daughter had died in a fire. But no, it was the fire was a setup and they kidnapped his daughter. And his wife tried to tell him, says, I think someone took his daughter. And he thought, no, you're just in denial. I understand. It's, it's hard for us to lose our little girl, but we have to accept the fact she's gone. But uh, his wife pursued the whole thing and found out about the Mobius thing. And But anyways, basically, this is Sebastian getting called into the game to get hooked back up to the STEM machine because it's all gone wrong. And so, oh, yeah, your daughter's in here and we've lost her. As the core, we don't know what's happening. So the entire mission of the game is trying to go and save your daughter. And I was playing for this for Philip in the car on the way over here. They've taken old the old Duran Duran song, yeah. Ordinary World. And you go, you look at the lyrics, uh, try to find my way back to the ordinary world. And you have a little girl who's singing that line. It's like, oh gosh, that's perfect. Because it's a little girl who's lost in this nightmare world, trying to come back to the real world. That's a little scary, actually. Yes. Like, so now this I, this this song has become part of my Halloween mix. So there at least the version of this in Evil Within too. But I was like, my gosh, that is brilliant. That is the story of the game. Because you have a male voice who's also trying to find his way back to the ordinary world. And his way back to the ordinary world is he's got to save his daughter from this nightmare that she's living in. Because evil people got into that stem. And of course, evil people keep trying to, they think we they'll make the world a better place by hooking us all up to this machine and no and it always goes bad matrix but, uh yeah they really are trying to make the build the matrix i mean a lot of borrowed stuff but i really enjoyed this one even more than the first one because they they kind of did an open world to where i could kind of go into their side missions and all this other stuff to go and uh, what's funny uh i i hey i'm an 80s gamer 80s yeah, 90s gamer yeah, I hear you. if you give me a cheat code i'm gonna use it yeah, I knew you would. <laughs> well, Bethesda was so nice. They make a mode where you can pretty much make yourself invincible, and you can also make your weapons kill everything in one shot. You, you should see this guy as a, in the Ninja Turtles game where we were 
he, he made us pretty much unstoppable. <laughs> we just yes. like, they put it as a thing in the Calabonga collection where you could one hit everything and yeah, have infinite did. lives or whatever, you know, not get hurt. But it was the same thing. So I just played through the Evil Within too, uh, basically unstoppable. But the cool thing about this, I get to experience the story and have the adventure just as much and still face the scary environments. But you know, I now I, I can finish the game and I don't have to. You know, I can I can get through a little quicker because I don't have to keep replay playing a I level. I swear, I feel like when you're playing that, you, I could hear dun 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 dun. dun. <laughs> you're running through unstoppable. <laughs> yeah, I was pretty much. But uh, the the thing is, I'm going to play it again at some point. But I've now leveled up the character because it's a very it's Bethesda. They do Skyrim, so you know you get the role playing and level up. Sure. I've leveled up Sebastian enough to I think I can turn off all that modes and still hold my own fairly well. So I'm going to play it again sometime. But uh, I just I love the fact that they used that song and used it so well, but by choosing who was singing the song, uh, and it, it had so much meaning to what you've just gone through in the game. And the, oh my goodness, for us a horror game, it had so much heart because it's a father looking for his daughter and trying to get his family back because he finds out his wife was was in the machine too because she was trying to get in to get his daughter and she got lured in. And yeah, she's gotten all twisted and stuff by this machine to where she's the final boss. He had to fight his own wife in there and oh it is so dramatic as it's all this while you're while you're fighting he's like don't make me do this it's oh it, it rips your heartstrings when you're trying to fight this boss file and you you really don't want to but i really i got a kick out of playing that this week so i mean that's i, I gotta recommend it if you like that type of game now normally we don't do this sort of thing because if it was a movie and an r-rated movie i you know I, I try not to cover those type of things but being that you know this a game it's 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 an adult bro it's a mature game uh, and there's some language, but uh, I, I really found that great little bit of heart of the father trying to save his daughter. Even though I don't have any children, I mean, 45, and my wife and I are probably just never going to have kids. It's that's okay. It just kind of worked out. That's it's it's a medical thing. Uh, troubleshoot, prevent problems. Windows Media Library. What in the world happened to Windows Media Library? Apparently, it had a problem while we were just sitting here shooting the breeze. Okay, but anyways, the next thing we have on here is uh, I want to tell you a story. Real quick, before we get into, I have actually a little bit of news. Like, over there to your left, Philip, you'll see a roll of fabric over there. I see that. And uh, it's, got, like it. it's got some vintage Mickey and some vintage Minnie. So there's the super... If you happen to live in the Kansas City area or in the St. Joe area, this, there's this company, Build-A-Quilt, that I... This is the second ad I've done for them in my job. And they're just the sweetest, nicest people over there. And I've been looking at that fabric. I think even when I filmed their first ad over there, it's like, oh, this is really neat. I really like it. And uh, I was talking to them, so how much would it cost me to try to get some of that fabric and some other fabric and try to put together a quilt? And they said, it's in the end, it's probably going to be around $300 to get this quilt made. Because they'll... Ooh. You can get your fabric and all your stuff and they'll put it together for you there and all that stuff and uh as i was leaving they were so happy with me and they because they requested specifically for me to come back to do the ad they really appreciated my work and everything and i have a good old time talking to them they're super sweet people uh and the guy's like a veteran he's got his pow mia flag flying outside to to stay with an american flag um but they gave me that i don't know how much fabric it is i need to go through but the one i was looking at they just gave it to me like as you know they're, they're just the sweetest night business people. So really, y- y'all, uh, this is a free plug for them. If you happen to be around the St. Joseph, Missouri area, or if you like to sew or are interested in this, build a quilt. I can't think of what road it is, but if you go look, they're on Facebook. They have, I think they even have a website. Just build a quilt. Kind of like build a bear, only it's build a quilt because you get to pick out your designs, everything for this quilt, and they can you can learn to make it. They have classes or they'll make it. Uh, so now we're, we're actually working on, uh, uh, Heather found a pattern to do like a Mickey head. On the opposite side, where because you know on a quilt you normally have the squares and you can put a pattern. Uh, so we're thinking about maybe doing that. Then once we get it all assembled, I might take it over to there and then pay them to do the full assembly for me. Uh, we're still working on that, 
But I thought, yeah, how sweet and nice of them. And it's a, it's a it's vintage Mickey. It's got like um since the nineteen twenty eight written on it and all kinds of uh, little headlines. But it's got an old classic an Mickey and Minnie classic, on there. It says it says American yes. classic and it has all yes. sorts of wonderful writings on it about Mickey and Minnie. I yeah, no, it'd it. be a great underside to a quilt. Yeah. So I'm gonna get a quilt made, and it's all thanks to them. And they're they're just wonderful. I love it when I get to work with wonderful, nice, sweet people. Yeah, it's wonderful. So yeah, just just great, wonderful people. So. I enjoy going there and filming over there, and they remind me of, you know, I, I actually took a, a quilt my grandmother had made that me had teddy bears on it. It's in really bad shape now, because it's, I mean, she gave it to me when I was like five or six or something, and I still have the quilt. And I, and I had that quilt on my bed till I was probably in my 20s. I, I kept it. it. But they gave me some cleaner, well, they sold me some cleaner uh, the first time I was there that worked really good to just clean it and get a mm. lot of years of sweat and whatever oh, or be nice. sleeping. Uh, so it's been really nice. I mean, it's still, it's got a lot of damage on it, but at least it's clean. And they said, well, the best thing you can do with this is it can't really be repaired, uh, but you can display it. Maybe you can hang it on a thing. So, but they sold me some really good cl- stuff to clean it out. Then I had to clean it out, uh, excuse me, in the tub. Sorry, I'm drinking soda. I've so. had a lot of quilts throughout the years, most of them for sake of memories. Yeah, I've had a lot of quilts and some have not survived. But that's just how that goes, you know? <laughs> yep. That's life. Yep. That's life. That's what the quilt's done said. <laughs> Spanning the Disney and Geek Universe to bring you the best in comics, toys, movies, and entertainment. This is news from around Neverland. I really just have a couple of things that I wanted to hit in on. Uh, one of them being, I actually saw this thing. You realize we're at the 30th anniversary of, of Mortal Kombat. Is that right? That's right. 30 years ago, Mortal Kombat. Mortal Kombat. Yeah. Of course, that was more of the movie. But yeah, this is the original game. And I was like, oh my gosh, yeah, 1992. Holy awesome. cow. And uh, so I saw some things on that, and I had to, of course, bring that up. Now, I've got something. I don't even remember what this is, but there was something I found on YouTube. Oh, yes. Uh, I'm a little behind the times on this, but I do have a little uh, teaser for a, an upcoming game for the Nintendo Switch. I don't remember if it actually says anything in this. I think it might be all music, <laughs> but but coming May twelfth, twenty twenty three, The Legend of Zelda: Tears of the Kingdom. This is uh, the sequel to Breath of the Wild, which Breath of the Wild. I mean, it's it's pretty good. I didn't like the style of it, but a lot of people really did. I didn't like my weapons breaking all the time, and I didn't like having all these little shrines well, instead well, how of how do they break? Dungeons. Using them. Oh, really? Yeah, and depending on what type of weapon you have. You know, but your your shields would break, so you'd have to carry a bunch of shields, a bunch of bows, a bunch of swords, or you know, because you would break them when you use them after a while, and that drove me crazy. I hated that aspect. That and the shrines. There was like hundreds of shrines, and you had to do like five shrines to either get a one extra heart or a piece of endurance added on, and it was just a grind. So I I didn't have as much fun as other people did with Breath of the Wild. Uh, but there's a lot of stuff in Breath of the Wild. Even though I've completed the game, defeated Ganon, there's so much that I have not done in that game, but I kind of don't want to. But here we go, Tears of the Kingdom. Uh, and, you know, let's be honest, I'm probably going to get it as a Legend of Zelda oh, game. Oh, I know you will. <laughs> let, let, let's, just, let's just throw that probably out. 
Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. There are some Zelda games that I don't have. Quite a few of them. But, uh, you know, uh, that did look pretty cool. But that's coming to Nintendo Switch here this coming May. Maybe somebody will buy one for my birthday. I was going to say, this man is a fanatic when it comes to Legend of Zelda. Man, I wouldn't guy, say fanatic because well, there's uh, there's tons of Game Boy games and tons of games that I have not okay, completed but and you're played. You're a so big fan. I enjoy them. You we'll had, say that. You had posters on the wall of Legend of Zelda for many, many years. Yeah, I did. Over in my gaming area back in the apartment, which now I don't have room to put my posters up. Yeah, Link. I had, I had two posters. You linked everything together. I was linked in. Yahoy! Yahoy! So now the other thing, all right, we talk about Mortal Kombat 30 years. You know what happened 10 years before that? Street Fighter? <laughs> no, I have no idea. No. By the power of Grayskull. Ah. I have the power. 40 years ago, we have had the power. That's We've had exactly right. Master of the Universe now for 40 years. They actually had a big event celebration uh, this past week at yes. uh, a place in Las Vegas. I've been seeing Cam Clark has been posting to Facebook because he was the voice of He-Man in the 2002 yes. series, also known as the voice of Leonardo, mm -hmm. uh, Liquid Snake, so many different voices. He's done voices in games, cartoons, all kinds of stuff, man. But, but yeah, the, him, there's a really great photo he has with Dolph Lundgren. Oh, Because Dolph yes. Lundgren was there, too. And, oh, that's uh, great, man. Pixel Dan, if you watch him on uh, YouTube, it's been showing all kinds of fun things that Mattel has announced. But, uh, uh, you know, uh, we're going to get this uh, a little bit of some detail uh, that I was digging up. Uh, but, yeah, He-Man and the Accompany Master of the Universe franchise would make their debut in 1981, it says, with Mattel's release of the original Master of the Universe 5x5-inch action figure toy line. Of course, this says 1981. It's 82. So maybe this is when the animated series kicked around. Uh, Master of the Universe, often abbreviated as Mo2, would begin its mythos through many comics that accompanied the toys through the 1980s. These initial mini comics were soon followed by several children's books and issues of DC Comics. However, the Master of the Universe franchise would become best known through Filmation's groundbreaking He-Man and the Master of the Universe animated series, debuting in the fall of 1983. Okay, the Filmation series ran 130 episodes over two seasons until November 1985. Now, I think this article thing I'm looking at because they're talking about debut in 1981. That is clearly not accurate. No, it's 82, yeah. Yeah. Which I remember seeing some of the ads, and I, I didn't understand what was going on. And I even when I started school, because, I mean, uh, that's where I'm going kindergarten at this time. But I would see the lunch boxes where you'd have Castle Grayskull in the background and He-Man in the front fighting with Skeletor and some of the other characters on a lunchbox. I didn't know what was going on, and I don't think I really got into it until 80, uh, 83 is when they said, yeah, the Filmation series popped out. Because and I, I as as is even with with uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles that one I was I was wa trying to watch Silverhawks on a on a on a weekday morning on a Monday morning over the summer and a set of Silverhawks Ninja Turtles debuted with that uh, miniseries but the same thing it was uh, and on, on an afternoon and probably what I was expecting was Woody Woodpecker or something on Channel Forty One because you know they had Flintstones Woody Woodpecker and all that stuff they would show Tom and Jerry. Uh, with do 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 and the little rainbow thing for you know those of you in Kansas City but all of a sudden. Here, this filmation logo comes up. I was like, "What's this?" And then, Shreed man, yeah, and they, the masters of the universe. I was like, "Whoa, what's cha this?" Channel sixty-two. It was. Uh, I thought it was channel forty-one. No, sixty-two. Sixty-two. Hmm. It, 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 channel sixty-two was a brand new thing. Yeah, it, it just started. Uh, don't uh, stay home with that channel sixty-two. Don't stay home. Don't stay home without us. And all of a sudden, ding. I wonder what I was wanting to watch then that used to come on. Because this was 4.30 yeah. in the afternoon. They, they showed it in the morning, and then they showed it at night. I didn't sometimes. see it in the morning. Yeah, they showed it in the morning early, and then they show it in the afternoon. And then they they would show it on the weekends. They show, I mean, I'm telling you, 
it was so great because no matter when you was, you was gonna find He Man. And I only ever saw it at four thirty in the afternoons. Yeah, it was like it was. It, they would show it so often, and hmm. so you were gonna see He Man. Yeah, a lot. It was reruns sometimes. <laughs> yeah, because you you they only had so many. They only made two seasons. Worth. Yeah, but it, I didn't care. It was so great. The fact is, is yeah, you were gonna see the same one you're gonna see, but it didn't matter because. Quite frankly, every episode was pretty much the same. And, I mean, it was like <laughs> a little bit for the most until part. they started. Hey, let's let's introduce some new villains yeah. instead of just Skeletor all the time. And they started yeah. coming up with new stories and you know, one branching was out. A, one was a big dragon he was fighting and then became friends with. But one would be well, no, he that one dragon you're thinking of was never an enemy. No, I'm just being but, generic yeah. here. Yeah, I'm just being generic. I'm just saying one. They would have be a that, figure they made of that guy. I can't think of I his saw name. It. Oh I my saw gosh, it. I kind of want. That's it. when they were doing those uh, big. Now the only problem I have with those figures is they're bigger than our regular guys, but yeah. but man, they're great, and uh, they yeah. made everybody. <laughs> yes, they had on. so much cool stuff, and I remember that we Master Universe magazine that I used to get. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wish I still had those issues. I if had I'd a couple known. of those. I had I had a subscription to that Muppet magazine for a good the long time. The one that I, I wish bought, I still had those. The one that I specifically bought. My dad was in the hospital in Texas, and we I was all excited not about that obviously, but I went. Uh, walking down, and I saw that they were bringing out Masters of the Universe, the movie. Mm-hmm. And I 1987. Bought, I bought the official magazine. That was that one, the Masters of the Universe. And they were bringing out the film, and I was like, I gotta buy that. And I did, and I was so excited. And I remember I took that apart, and because inside they had a couple of different posters, and I put them on my wall as soon as I got home, later on, you know, like a, a week or two later, and we we got to go out. The first thing we got to do when my dad got home is my birthday. Shortly after, right after he got home, and we went out and saw that movie on my eleventh birthday. And uh, it was my dad. Was, my dad was still sick, but he had open heart surgery. Is what it was. Mm, yeah. And he we get went out on my birthday and saw that. And uh, here he was still ill. And he's like, "Nope, on your birthday." He goes, "We're gonna, you're gonna finally get to go out and you're gonna see He Man." And yeah. we did. <laughs> uh, but since that time. I remember my dad looked at me and said, you know why? And I said, why is that, Dad? He goes, because I have the power. <laughs> That's what he said. <laughs> That's fun. And my dad, yeah. <laughs> oh, goodness. I'm having to run some fixes on uh, my media player here. Uh, but I, uh, they have released some special things. They've released a like a four-pack where they have uh, the Master Universe Origins line. They've done... A new, uh, like a filmation style He Man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, they released a 2002 style He Man. They released mm-hmm. a uh, a uh, New Adventures He Man, which is where he went to space. Oh, uh, I remember it. Yeah, I, it was I've terrible. Been, I ain't gonna lie, I've been tempted to get some of these. <laughs> yeah, so, and they also have the new uh, Netflix series, which I'm not keen on. I don't like no. it. Uh, I watched no. one episode. And I was like, eh. I, I but, hear rumors. Have you heard? They're talking about bringing out finally uh, for us on the new origins. They're talking about bringing out the motion picture. Uh, yes, we, we've discussed that. Yes. This is it's happening. Yes, uh, but they have also they, and they have finished their crowdfunding for an Eternia set. Now they're bringing that out five hundred dollars. Uh, yeah, so people have pledged. You know, had to pledge five hundred dollars, and that's the way you're going to have to get it. You're going to have to buy it online. I can't um, do it. But the other thing, and I'm holding it here in my hands uh, of the Masterverse line. Now these are uh, what are they like nine inch. Figures, I believe. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, and they've been doing them. They started out with doing the figures based on the Netflix series. I have a He-Man and Skeletor over here to my right. Um, but they released a 40th anniversary style like that, 9-inch, where it's basically, with more articulation, it's styled after the look like the original figure. Mm-hmm. Um, the only complaint I'd have, and you do have like different hands, and it took me a while to, to realize this, like the shield to fit on his left hand 
Like the old figure, he had an open hand, and you could fit the handle of the shield in an open hand. Well, this one, his open hand does not really hold on to this thing at all, and it kind of flails around a little bit loosely. But really, this is meant to be just posed. Yeah. Uh, and they got only uh, while the Origins figure over that I have over there on a on a counter or on a bookshelf, I got him holding the power sword, and he's got his axe in his uh, hold. Uh, uh, well, sheathed behind its yeah, back. Sheath, yeah. But uh, this new figure will not let you put the axe back there, but you can put the power sword there. So I've yeah, got the power sword behind him and I have yeah. him holding the axe. Uh, overall, though, this I had to pay $20 for this and it was really hard to find. Totally worth it just because I... It, it is awesome. It is just awesome. And you, uh, there's a lot of pieces I noticed are similar to the Masterverse, mm-hmm. uh, the Netflix Kevin Smith series over here. Some of the pieces are the same. It's just a slightly different paint job, mainly on, like, I've noticed the boots. Yeah, uh, and I and even the um, the fur the head is fur great, trunks. Though. Yeah, the head is looks just like the old one, only yeah, it it's does. uh he's got like darker sandier hair, yeah. but it's got the same face with a little bit more gritty detail. Uh, totally worth the twenty bucks. Uh, I'm I'm, uh, but here's 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 what I'm excited about. Mm. We were talking about this I think before uh, at at San Diego Comic Con. They yes. were doing an exclusive, like eighty bucks. You could get a He Man and a Skeletor, yeah. and they had die cast metal weapons and stuff. I saw but, that, yeah. And we were wondering when this He-Man came out, well, where's that Skeletor? Are they going to yeah. release that? Well, I was watching Pixel Dan, and he got to do a tour of uh, Mattel. And they were showing how they, they're now 3D printing uh, their orig- initial mock-ups of figures. And then they sent them out for production. They were printing Skeletors. Yay. But now, I think it might have been this Skeletor from the look of it, but I was almost kind of wondering, like, maybe I didn't see it right. Maybe it is the Skeletor. And because I would expect that, you know, because there's money in it, they will release it. And I think oh. it might be coming soon. So we will maybe get a Skeletor like this because uh, if I don't go and, you know, I've granted I'm collecting a lot of the different, but I'm mainly getting characters that mean something to me yeah. on the Origins line because I only can fit so many on the wall and so many out of package on my bookshelf. Uh, uh, what I've mainly done with these larger figures, is I, I just want a He-Man and a Skeletor. Uh, so if I get that, I well, although I I really liked the redesign of Tila in the 2002, I liked her ponytail and stuff. Yeah. I, I liked that hair better. So if they do a Tila like this, like the Masterverse style, yeah. I'll probably get that one because I really liked that redesign of Tila. I thought it looked a lot better than the the old, old I have Tila a figure. Big collection myself, but I've God, been, you got a huge collection. But I've been finding a way to repost things and reset things up. You know, yeah. That's every time you because you just recently got a snout spout and leech. Yeah, I got it today. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, well, technically, I might have got them yesterday, but I didn't. See Nobody went today. on the porch to look. Well, what? No, my mom put them on inside. But ah, okay, good. But I, uh, I was about to say, hopefully, nobody no, no, knows no, no, Philip's no. address and is going to porch fire because he's no, but, got a lot of but fun my, stuff. Uh, but see, uh, put them inside, and I got them uh, today. I fell asleep. Uh, slept all afternoon throughout the night, and woke up and went upside. She goes, "Oh yeah, those are waiting for you since." Uh, but I ordered them a long time ago, and I guess they sent them. To me, uh, they they do that every little while to send me the stuff I order because I I usually wait to have sent to me because I don't want to have every time I get something that they send it every time it that'll be a lot of charging for for shipping so I have a every little while they send it together and that's just it's, it's easier that way a lot less boxes too to be honest yeah. but anyway I, I enjoy it because with the, with these uh, quote unquote deluxes. They'll come with extra heads and extra hands. Yeah. And all. That's a lot of fun. I enjoy yeah. that. Yeah, and I have uh, I've, I've kept my boxes around. You can see my boxes here in, the, yeah. in my room for these Masterverse style figures because the box art on the back is so cool. Mm. And what I love about these Masterverse boxes is they're really easy, easy to just open up, slide slide out the figure, take them out. 
you know, grab whatever hands and accessories you want and then slide everything back in. And then you can, I guess, I, I mean, that's why I like to displaying them on the wall because I love seeing the the backing on these. Yeah. But I love the box art, the, the especially of this 40th anniversary one. It's a really great painting of He-Man and Battle Cat. Yeah. Uh, and so I've got it displaying over there, uh, partially covering up um, which, uh, Jack Skellington over one here. One thing I did order. Because it was on sale, I don't know if they had had made more at least in this one store. If they had more than they intended or what, I'm not sure. But they were selling the Battle Cat for what's the name of that show again? The, Which one? The show that we liked that not the newer horrible one, but it's that cool. we, we make say. sure you turn it a little closer to the microphone because you're the the, the show that uh, they made a bigger Battle Cat figure. Um, I can't think of the name of it. Uh, Revelation. Yeah. yeah. So I, I ordered that toy because they had it on sale where they were. I don't know. It was like. Yeah. 15 under the right? masterverse line pretty masterverse much now line. yeah because the yeah. masterverse is the toy line now that they've put those out but either way i ordered because that's where they, they're putting like alternates even because there's like a new eternia he-man yeah. and which you know i i i'm not i don't really know anything about it but there's this is basically for people who could afford the classics line through maddie collector that were very yeah. expensive toys there they they managed to help develop the mythology and the lore of this and all these different iterations of he-man throughout their the history of eternia as the power I was back for because it was selling for like fifteen, where it used to be like fifty nearly, and yeah, that my goodness. So I got it, I got it for like fifteen. I'm like, oh, I can handle that. And is so, that the one? If you take his helmet off, he's got a very yes. good Cringer look under. Yes, I kind of want to get that yeah. one just because he could look like Cringer. Well, I got it in order to put this, you know, the figure you were talking about a while ago of He Man. Mm. I got it just to put that on top because it's right. the same size, you know. Yeah. So that's why I got it because I thought. That I wouldn't mind having a battle cat to put He Man on. Yeah, so that's the reason. That would just even be more space on my desk than I'm taking yeah. up because these are well, my desktop me. is getting pretty loaded over here because <laughs> I got some Ninja Turtles. The problem with being Steam a man, Willie and a being a man child. Yeah. <laughs> we're a man child. That's okay. Uh, we're just we're young at heart. We just we grow wise. We grow strong. Oh, we never me. grow up. I get mocked at times, and I was like, I don't care. Just yeah, shut up. I don't give a darn. Yeah. Honestly, I enjoy this, myself. This is I I but but I do it very in adult way. I yeah. budget for it. Same here. And uh, I, this is stuff that kind of just makes me happy, makes me feel good. It's, it's a but I still get all my responsibilities. It's a, it's a sentimental thing, really. Yeah, it's sentiment. It, it's and not I that love you looking at to, them. It's not that you have to have it. It's not like life goes bad if you don't, but you enjoy the sentiment the of memories. it. It takes you back to yeah. the happier times. That's all it is. And I have more now than I ever had as a kid. Oh, same here. So, I mean, and this is it's, it's just fantastic. I just love it. And I, I kind of wish I did have a, 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 a child to share this with. Oh, if I did. That would be great, but uh, it, that's if, okay. If I did, I'd give up everything for them. You know yeah. that. Yep. And that's why I would always buy two. So I'd have one to hang on the wall and then one to have out and me and my son or daughter. I would have a daughter playing with He-Man. Heck yeah. I don't yeah. care. They'll come play with He-Man. I'd like, buy them a She-Ra doll if they want to. Sure. Yeah. she was awesome. I've got yeah. one hanging on the wall. That's a television style. But heck yeah, we'd be playing some Star Wars together. We'd be playing some He-Man. I'd oh, play yeah. Barbie with him if that's what they wanted. I wouldn't yeah, care. Sure, why not? Let them do whatever they want. Heck, my sister had Barbies. I had some little wrestlers that were the size of He-Man figures. And I said, oh, they're just midget wrestlers. Live next door to Barbie. You know what I would do, honestly, for my sister? There's times when she felt bad because she didn't have brother, didn't have sisters to play with. And, and us brothers had each other. So when all my brothers were gone, and it's true, I'm not embarrassed about it. But uh, I used to go up and play with Barbies with her. Sure. And, if they and, have uh, a sister, you want to spend yeah. time with your sister, you do and whatever. Because, you know, and she would, uh, you know, I'd have adventures with her and all that. And uh, anything she wanted to do, I would do that with her because I've always felt bad that she didn't have any sisters. So yeah. I did what I needed to do for her. That's kind of the way my sister was, too. And so I would yeah. find ways to play with my sister and she'd yeah. have her Barbies and I'd have whatever. And sometimes I was playing with Ken, you know. Yeah. 
however it worked, you know, and we'd have stories or whatever. Sometimes it was dramatic. Sometimes it was like a rather regular soap opera. Yeah, that's what it was. <laughs> Honestly, dramatic, dramatic. That's... Yes, sir. <laughs> okay, well, there's a bit more detail on He-Man I was going to do, but we need to keep the show rolling. Sure, and sure. Uh, so we need to go visit the trailer park. Mama, now the gator got in the house. Now the gator? Give me that sugar. Come here. Oh. Oh. Get him, Mama. Oh. Get that gator. Oh. The Neverland Trailer Park. Now there is one trailer I almost was going to do, but I didn't think it felt the show felt appropriate to the show. Um, Violent Night, and this is actually uh, Scott from the Disney Indiana posted this to, to the Facebook page, and I was like, "What is this?" And I kind of laughed. I had a, it's it's very it's kind of violent, uh, but it kind of made me laugh. And basically, this is uh, oh I forgot the actor's name now from Stranger Things who plays uh, the sheriff. Oh, I like him. Um, He's well. I don't like a lot of his opinions on stuff, no, but I think I, I've liked some of his characters. Um, but he's playing Santa Claus. Oh yeah, that's good. He comes to go and visit this one home, and it turns out this family's been taken hostage by John Leguizamo <laughs> and his gang, who they want them to break into their vault because it's a wealthy family. But the little girl's on the nice list, and these bad guys are on the naughty list. Uh-oh. And uh, even one of the bad guys, why are you helping her? Because she's on the nice list, uh, but you're on the naughty list. And so basically, it's almost like a diehard movie, but it's Santa Claus I whooping like some it. butt. <laughs> and it just, it, they're, they're doing it. They're, they're kind of tongue in cheek and being kind of funny about it. So I kind of want to watch it, but I don't really want to cover it in so much on the show because it's probably going to earn that R rating and be a bit over the violent for what we normally cover. But what I do have like six different trailers have built up over the last couple of weeks. And this one. Jason Momoa's got something coming up on Netflix that uh, actually looks kind of cute. Slumberland. Oh, yes. Are you uh, excited for your first day of school? My dad said schools are basically prisons. School is not a prison. Can I leave whenever I want to? It's a little like a prison. Where'd you go to school before this? I didn't. My dad and I lived in a lighthouse. But now he's gone. I want to show you something. That's my dad. Back then, he told me stories every night about wild adventures we were going to go on. Make it up. Sweet dreams. Pig. What? How is this possible? Welcome to my world, kid. Slumberland, the world of dreams. Your dad and I were partners a long time ago. Your flip? He told stories about you every night. We're going on a little treasure hunt. This treasure lets you wish for whatever you want here in Slumberland. I could see my dad again. We go through this door, everything changes. Okay, what are we waiting for? That's the spirit. Rule number one, stay focused. You slip up, we'll never see the waking world again. Rule number two, keep a low profile. We're not here to have fun. dream lasts forever. Sooner or later, it's time to wake up. I don't want to wake up. I just want to see my dad again. The real world's bigger than you thought. 
is waiting for you, Nemo. You can do anything you dream of. Fun. I said, you're not here to have fun. <laughs> if I'm not having fun, I'm doing my job wrong. November 18th, coming to Netflix. Slumberland. Uh, let's see what it says here in the description. Welcome to Slumberland, the world of dreams. Jason Momoa plays Flip, an eccentric outlaw, on a mission to help a young girl, played by Marlo Barkley, travel through dreams and flee nightmares in hopes of reuniting with her father. From the director of The Hunger Games, Catching Fire, and Mockingjay, Slumberland comes to Netflix November 18th. Now, what I kind of wonder about this is, calls. I think it's her dad calls her Nemo, and wasn't there like a Nemo King of Dreams or whatever? And I wonder if it's kind of based off of that and they just maybe gender swapped. Uh, I, I do wonder about that, uh, if that's what actually this is. All I know is it looks like a lot of fun and yeah. I want to check it out. Oh, me too. That'd be good for the holidays, November 18th. Yeah, that's Make sure you're facing doing. your microphone. That's as sure exactly what they're doing. Mm-hmm. Right in time. That's And that's the type of thing. Now, here's something else that's... Uh, I wasn't sure if I was going to share this. There's some content on this I'm curious about, but it uh, looked interesting. And inter- it's it's Wendell and Wild, and it's from director Henry Selleck, who directed The Nightmare Before Christmas and Coraline. Hmm. So, take a deep breath. I know what you are, Cat. You're a hell maiden. But it has to be our secret. That's how I can protect you. Protect me from what? Your demons. Whoa! I'm having a vision! <laughs> a green-headed girl. She seems so real. Greetings! We are the magician mortician, the artists of the afterlife. So, as your masters, we order you to turn around and, uh. You're tripping! Alright! Cats demons are raising an army of the dead! Jingle! Got you! My demons, my problem. Reports of my death were greatly exaggerated. (laughs) I don't do friends. Bad things happen to people I'm close to. They die. I told them, I told them, I told them! Wow! So this is coming October 28th. about, and about another 10 days. Now, uh, the, what kind of concerns me is, you know, especially with something we got on the air where they're kind of making light of a uh, devil and yeah, a demon demonic child. Demonic stuff, yeah. And demonic stuff. And you have a hell maiden. Uh, I, I, I'm, I'm 
a little worried where they're going with that, yeah. despite the fact that this does look like it could be a fun adventure, and maybe she's supposed to be fighting against these two demons, Wendell and Wild, which are voiced by Key and Peel. Yeah, I uh, like which Key and Peel, Jordan, but... Jordan Peel actually, uh, this was one of his. Uh, they for guys who are you're known for being funny, they like to write some horrible stuff, you yeah. know, horror things. So that's kind of interesting. But uh, I guess if you can if you can do a bit of horror with a bit of a wink and a nod of a bit of comedy, uh, it's you know Ghostbusters. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So, but so I'm I'm kind of curious to check it out because I I you know the animation looks fantastic. Yeah. Uh, I'm just a little concerned about where they're angling with the Hell Maiden stuff because I mean yep. uh, I, I I you know making light of the devil and the evil and making him seem like oh there's stuff about being a Hell Maiden or being being a witch is something about it being cool. I I I'm concerned about that and the yeah, impression that gives to kids. Well, um, so I'm a little iffy and sketchy on that one. But yeah, I'm the same way. The thing is with ghosts. Uh, when you say ghost and things like that, it's a little more, you can kind of play that off a little more. But when you start using the words like demons and all, that's yeah. a little different. There's some very serious stuff going on with uh, with yeah. demons and uh, to and, make light and make them seem cool well, is not a good and idea. And when you play it off like it's just make-believe, that's yeah. a whole other thing. Yeah. 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 But here's something that looks like a lot of fun. A new series, uh, I can't, I'm trying to remember what this actor's name is, but he was in... Um, the Ant-Man uh, second film, and he's popped up in WandaVision. Um, and I even like his character as Marvel, uh, where he is. But this is called Blockbuster. Look, there's no easy way to say this. Seven more Blockbusters just closed. You're officially the last one on Earth. I uh, don't love the pattern that's starting to emerge. Hello? Come on. I'm the last man standing. How am I supposed to be the next Tarantino if I don't work in a video store? Uh-huh. Yeah, that's what's holding you back. No one's going anywhere because everything is under control. That's reassuring. Let's just act like one of your favorite bosses from a movie. Like boss baby or devil's advocate? One of those is a baby and one is Satan. And look at the heights they reach despite their circumstances. Hmm, fair. But to me, this focus, I think we're going to be okay. An eviction notice? I felt real bad about it. That's why I drew a sad face on it. No one takes me seriously. I've been working here since the seventh grade. That is not the flex you think it is. <laughs> I've always thought of myself as over 40 at heart. I don't get why you're getting a degree in accounting. All you do is talk about making movies. Accounting is basically like the film of numbers. See? That was the saddest thing I've ever said. The saddest thing I've ever said is one ticket for Space Jam 2. Sorry if I haven't seemed stoked to be suddenly working the same job I have in high school just so I can afford the studio apartment I had to rent because I caught my husband Aaron on a date with a 25-year-old also named Aaron. Why is that worse? I don't know, but it is. I put everything I had into this store because it's the only place that's ever felt like home. Blockbuster on three! Just so you know, I am aware of your feelings towards Eliza. <laughs> I mean, are you like picking up a vibe or something, Lowe's? Oh, this is so fun. This calls for another drink. You're a business owner. You did the whole 30 twice. And you smell good. Timmy, you are in your prime right now. Yeah, what's it like living such a dream? Well, you know, it has its ups and downs. Don't fall for it. It's sarcasm. She almost got you. Come on, man. The nice man standing. November 3rd, Blockbuster. After learning he is managing the last Blockbuster video in America, Timmy and his employees fight to stay afloat. Blockbuster Season 1, starring Randall Park and Melissa Fumero, 
Premieres November 3rd, only on Netflix. I just think it looks like fun. It, uh, and I like that actor. Yes. He, he's been on several things. He was also the interviewer on the movie or the TV show of The Rock, who's running for president on that show. Oh, right. Yeah. Uh, he, the Young Rock. Yeah, Young Rock. I don't think I've finished watching the first but season of it's that. A, yet. It's a good show, but more or less, I like that guy. He's He's been on several things, and he's he's really affable in, in all things he does, you know, likable. Yeah. He's such a likable type yeah, character. Exactly guy, right. he just, you know, so. Yeah, he is. Kind of a, I don't know if you want to say character actor, but he just plays the same type he's, of... Yeah, he's, he's he's a type, and he's yeah. very, a very affable yeah, type, very a lovable is. type, a charming guy that yeah. you'd want, he'd be like your best friend. Yeah, he seems like kind of like would be your neighbor type yeah. of dude that you, you see him and you just, hey, hey, how you doing? Oh, doing good, doing and good. He, you totally root for him in yeah. this series. Yeah, and, and he's kind of the, he's very much the underdog in this story, and but you know, there you go. You're gonna end up rooting for him. Yeah, I'm I'm excited to check yeah, this series too. out. Ouch. All right, here's something else that you know I haven't I haven't ever even finished the first season of Picard. I heard the second season wasn't good, but Dadgummit, if they didn't hook me with a yeah. teaser for the third season yeah, well, here, let me tell you about season two. It does have some very good things near the end, especially that will get you. Okay, but here we go. They uh, teased the third one at the New York Comic Con. Yes. I received a distress call from Beverly Crusher. We are being hunted. Who is it out there? I don't know. We must run. From what? Precise with your timing, Jean-Luc Picard. Fire! You should know that I now prefer pacifism to combat. We're all gonna die. They are blind to something big. It will be what it always was. Attempts on your life. Raikou broke them into this too. I was once like her, the rational, the violent. The forge, got it. Stay inside. Aye, sir. There's a darkness on this ship. I'll consume in darkness. I'll peck and I'll jab. Everything that makes you you. We will scorch the earth under which he stands, and the night will brighten with the ashes of the Federation. But first, we will have vengeance. Fire everything we've got!
So I don't know this main villain. I have no idea who she is, but it's cool to see Lore back and also Moriarty for that one episode yes. in the Next Generation where Moriarty becomes sentient out of a, out of Sherlock Holmes program because he was trying to find you know Data's trying to find a way that the program could actually defeat him. I remember and, that. And uh, but Moriarty became kind of a good guy by the end. So I'm kind of wondering if they're getting Moriarty to help because Moriarty was able to leave the Hollow Deck and become real. That was a um, great episode. That, it is I, a great episode. Next Generation is so great. I actually. Yes. I go back and forth. The the, the first two, uh, talking about the original and Next Generation, I adore them so much. I love them both so much. I, I, there's things about the original that is my favorite. Um, there's things about the Next Generation. If it hadn't been for the original, of course, there'd be no Next Generation. Yeah. But there's things about the Next Generation, if it hadn't been for that, the original would never have become what it is. Yeah. But those two are my favorite. I, I, I don't. That's not to say I don't like any of the others. But man, those first two season series are just amazing. I yeah. can't beat them. I mean, just can't beat them. And this this third season is pretty much what we would all would want from a, a new Picard series: is that yes. we get the old cast back. We yes. got the Enterprise F. Yeah, you know, I'm a, holy cow, man! I can't wait. And I've actually enjoyed February 16th, man. I enjoyed the first season, and I liked the second season. Uh, I didn't love it, but I liked it. I do like the characters in it, but. Uh, it's still like man. I just it keep waiting to get a lot of the, the old band back together. So that's yeah. why I'm really excited about this. Yeah, and they I, they they suckered me in when I looked at this. I was like, oh man, I'm in. Yeah. But uh, all right, we gotta we gotta move through. A, I'm skipping one of the trailers I was gonna show because I'm really I don't think we can cover it on the show. But here's one we can definitely cover. And this was almost a uh, surprise. This looks absolutely amazing. The Super Mario Brothers movie. of our fury. Do you yield? <laughs> I do not. I finally found it. Now who's gonna stop me? Sorry, that one's perfectly fine. Come on, Mario! 
Mushroom Kingdom, here we come! Coming to theaters April the 7th. I'm really excited about uh, that. This, I mean, when we heard about it, and people were kind of fussing, Chris Pratt's playing Mario, and people were already trying. It's like, hey, give it a chance. Yeah, we haven't yeah. seen anything yet. And Jack Black sounds perfect. Jack Black man. is Bowser. Is he, so cool. I've seen him on stage giving lines and stuff, and he was so into it. I mm-hmm. mean, so into it. Yeah. And he's enjoying himself. And I like that. Face I like, your microphone. I like that he's so into it. He's yeah. so excited about it. I'm like, yeah. that's great, man. He and was like, I said he was all into it. He, had, he has this great big beard right now. <laughs> and he's all, he's so living into it. Like, he was living the character. He's all like, here's what I'm going to do. And, he, and you, yeah. were, he, he might as well put the crown on while he's talking to these, these people here. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I can see what, I think people were concerned that Chris Pratt was going to do a voice similar to the games. And I think some people wanted to have the game voices instead. And I understand that. Um, but what Chris Pratt seems to be doing is just being Chris Pratt. But if you think about it, they're Italian American plumbers living in the Bronx. If they have anything, they'd have like a, a Bronx accent, right? Yeah. Kind of like what, uh, John Leguizamo and Bob Hoskins did is mm-hmm. they were just kind of Bronx. They didn't shouldn't have be this over a time yeah. overly done kind of a it's a me yeah I'm not going uh, it shouldn't it really probably shouldn't and, be like that it doesn't really make and sense foolishly John Leguizamo is all, all angry that that uh, you don't have your Hispanic American guy playing it uh, you know Latino I meant to say playing it and uh like he was in the film and i was like but, but yeah he but, was playing an italian guy john <laughs> yeah and I, I was like that makes no sense yeah but uh, to each their own I, yeah. I i just think it's very strange but this looks so much fun i'm and finally you get i don't know who's voicing luigi they, they, they list the whole cast oh, list I know but, who, it uh, is. who is luigi uh what's, what's his name I, I love the guy uh the guy from um i'm gonna have to imdb this thing real quick yeah uh, the the oh Shoot, all of a sudden my brain has gone away from me. The guy from... Uh, uh, I can see him right now. That show that we, uh, I watched with James DeMere once in a while. That uh, uh, Well, somebody named Charlie Day. Charlie Day. I love Charlie Day. His voice in Luigi. I have no idea who Charlie Day is. I'm going to look yeah, him up. Yeah, the, the show with Danny DeVito. Um, um, oh, dang. Oh, yeah, he's on Always Sunny, Miss Quest, The Cool Kids, Fist Fights. Oh, I'm sure you've seen him. Charlie Day is hilarious. How to Be a Gentleman, Boldly Going Nowhere. It's not like Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Barry yeah. Nichols, Danny DeVito in the contract. He's the goofy uh, one on Always Sunny in Philadelphia. I Well, I don't watch that show. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. I got nothing on that one. Charlie Day is great. I'm sure but you've seen But it's nice, though, to see Luigi, and he's getting to do it in like a, because Luigi's got his own game series, the Luigi's Mansion, where he's fighting mm-hmm. ghosts and stuff. Getting to see him going around with the... Uh, this Koopa skeletons and yeah. stuff and running into a castle makes me think they might use some Luigi's Mansion stuff for Luigi to go through. So uh, I I think this is going to be a lot of fun. I haven't played a whole lot of Mario games here in the in the last decade I don't know how so, they're going to do it on this, but, but Charlie Day has kind of a high-pitched voice where he, he, he goes but like... But that kind of fits for Luigi. Yeah, he, he, go, he goes, hey guys! You know, he talks like that sometimes. Yeah. Uh, he's he's great. He's a great voice. He really is. He'll do, he'll do perfect for this. Yeah! And that's the sound that means it's top to, for our, our main topics. I know we've already run over an hour, but we got to first uh, the the main one, 
Angela Lansbury, and oh. I, I, I pulled up some factoids on Angela Lansbury. When she passed away at 96 years old. She was an Irish, British, and American actress and singer who played various roles across film, yeah, stage, and television. Her career, much of it in the United States, spanned eight decades, and her work received much international attention. At the time of her death, she was one of the last surviving stars from the golden age of Hollywood cinema. She was the recipient of numerous accolades, including six Tony Awards, including a Lifetime Achievement Award, six Golden Globe Awards, a Laurence Olivier Award, and the Academy Honorary Award, in addition to nominations for three Academy Awards, 18 Primetime Emmy Awards, and a Grammy Award. Wow. Born... uh, Let's just say what the year of birth uh, was 1925. Angela Brigid Lansbury hmm. from Regent's Park, London, England. My goodness. Uh, uh, now, where I'm at here, I don't see a, a long list of like every movie she was ever in, but some like the highlights. Apparently, she did have a role in It's a Wonderful Life. But I, I don't who know she who was she did. Yeah, I don't know, but I've been told that quite a few times. Um, but the main ones, I mean... Bed knobs and broomsticks. Yes, yes. Heck, fire, dude. There you, you go. Know, you know the court jester. Um, she played a villain in that. And I, I know I've seen that movie at least once. Yes. She, well, I yeah. have that. You know, yeah. and uh, the court jester. She played kind of the villain. Uh, I mean, but she she was always pretty, even as a villain. But she was a. Uh, that's such a great show. I love that movie. But she. She was in that. I didn't know that as a kid. I didn't realize it was her because I always knew her from Murder, She Wrote. Yeah. and uh, We're used to her being an older lady. Yeah. Instead of when we see her young, you're like, that's Angela Lansbury. And, and she was pretty, you know, but we didn't realize, you know, because, well, not that she wasn't pretty when she was older. She was. But, uh, you know, you don't think of people like that when you're, when you're, they're older. When you're young. You know, we're young, you know. But part of her beauty was her personality oh, that, that always that came through. The, the was, person she yeah. was. Uh, it was just it was she was just a beautiful, sweet person, and you could tell it all the time. She was like the ultimate grandmother. Yeah, when I was a kid, I think the very first thing I saw her on was Bed Knobs and Broomsticks. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, that and Murder She Wrote. Murder, she my wrote. grandmother used to love watching Murder She Wrote. Well, I knew that a lot with my grandma. We used yeah. to watch it together a lot. In fact, uh, I felt really weird when she passed away because the two. You remember this? Just two days before, I mentioned on Facebook I saw somebody had had a thing about her just turning 96. And I said, man, I just love that woman. I said, um, her, my grandma and I used to watch her all all the time together on Murder, She Wrote and other things. And I said, uh, so having her around her my, it makes me feel like I still have a little bit of my grandmother. And then just two days later, there she went. And I was like, oh, man. Mm. It's just, it's funny how little things will make you feel like people you love is still around just a little bit. Like, for instance, uh, just this morning, I watched, uh, <laughs> sounds silly probably, but I watched a, the old show Hee Haw. And just watching that made me feel like I had my father with me a little bit. That's, I guess that's the way some things are. They just take you back a little bit. Mm-hmm. But, of course, the, the other big one, Beauty and the Beast. Beauty and the Beast. Mrs. Potts. Yes, yes. Which, that reminds me of a side a side note. I've always said, you know, because I have to have divide what my favorite of a particular type of film would be. And I've, yes, I've said yes. for years that uh, the Beauty and the Beast was my favorite of the animated Disney yes. features. But I've realized I'm wrong. Hmm. So, because I so I was listening to uh, Cinema Story Origins, used to be known as Disney Story Origins, and he's covering Winnie the Pooh. Yeah, and I realized, you know what? Since I was a kid, I've absolutely adored the many adventures Winnie of Winnie the Pooh. the Pooh. So, like, you know what? Winnie the Pooh, I guess, is probably my because that's one always has a little place in my heart. Uh, so that's probably my number one. But Beauty and the Beast is still of the '90s era. Yes, that's where I'm going to say it's Peter like still Pan. my favorite of the '90s era. Peter Pan was always my favorite. Yeah, oh, of God, that I love time. that one. And and Winnie the Pooh is my favorite. Yeah. More the 
don't know what you would call that, but because Winnie Pooh is nothing like the Peter Pan type. Yeah. Well, except for it's that childhood innocence that's, and not wanting to leave it. That's the that's, similarity between Winnie the Pooh and and uh, and Neverland. Yeah. It, well, with so, Peter Pan, I mean, with uh, Winnie the Pooh, it's the kind to me that is just so. Um, it just makes you feel safe and, and it feels good and yeah they're nighttime stories but yeah i don't want to divert too far on that direction but, but, we might but, have to do a whole show on it sometime yeah. but with, with angel lansbury i think one of the things that, that did so well with, with her and view the beast was also the fact that she sang that song yes and that's the, the song, song. That, that really it, for the whole movie that's the one that's the one that's the song right there yes and she had a lot of great bits in the other songs but you know off to the cupboard with you now chip it's past your bedtime such yeah. yeah. I mean, who else do you get to do that? I mean, I remember the first time I saw that movie, oh. and she's singing that. And here's the truth: not just the first, several times I saw, but every time she sings that song, I always tear up a little bit. Yeah, just how she it's did it. It's just a good one. Yep, it's just so warm and just it was fantastic. She was a treasure. Yeah, so love her. Every time I saw, in fact, in fact, here's another thing: we were watching. Uh, the Mary Poppins, uh, did I say Mary Poppins? Yeah, well, yeah. Yeah, Mary Poppins Returns. Mary Poppins Returns. Well, I didn't love it, but I liked it. And whenever she is in the park near the end, she's in the park, I teared up again. Because I was like, this might be the last time I see her on this big screen. And you know, it probably it was the last mm-hmm. time I saw her on the, on the big screen. But I remember seeing her on that. It just, it just, Really filled my heart with joy mm-hmm. to see her. I was like, man, she's just one of the greatest. She really is. She's just one of the greatest I've ever seen. Just so full of, I guess I should say love. Because yeah. that woman, you could just see it in her. She's just so great. Yeah. And I like this little paragraph here. It says, as a young actress, Lansbury was a self-professed homebody who commented that she loved housekeeping. Yeah. She preferred to spend quiet evenings with her friends inside her house because she did not like to engage in the Hollywood nightlife. Her hobbies at the time included reading, writing, playing tennis, cooking, and playing the piano. And she also had a keen interest in gardening. <laughs> Cited F. Scott Fitzgerald as her favorite author and Rosanna Seinfeld among her favorite television shows. That's wonderful. Lansbury was an avid letter writer who wrote letters by hand and made copies of all of them. At Howard Gottlieb's request, Lansbury's papers are housed at the Howard Gottlieb Archival Research Center at Boston University. And Lansbury passed away in her sleep at her home in Los Angeles, California, on October the 11th. I'm very thrilled that she didn't go through pain. She just yep. went in peacefully. Just went in her sleep. How nice is that? That's yeah. beautiful. And there's just a long list of movies and honors. But uh, mm-hmm. I got somebody else that we got to talk about. Now, when I first saw Robbie Coltrane, mm-hmm. I didn't know he was Robbie Coltrane. Yes. I didn't know him by name until I saw a movie called Nuns on the Run. Uh, that he was in with, um, I think, Eric Idle. And I was watching because Eric Idle I, I was familiar sure. with. But Robbie Coltrane, first thing I saw him in, little movie called Kroll that did not do well in theaters, no, but I became a cult it. hit. Yeah, I saw it in the theater. Yeah. Uh, it had an arcade game, mm-hmm. which became an Atari game. But he, and I remember he had one line about, uh, you know, the only thing they're going to get from this adventure is, is, is a sword in their bellies or something like that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. But I didn't. I didn't realize it was him until later on when I watched the movie again. I was like, "Oh, hey, that's that Robbie Coltrane guy." Yeah. But of course, where most of us Americans are going to know him is Hagrid. Yes. Which uh, somebody put together all the photos of all the actors we've lost from the Harry Potter franchise, and even one young actor, the guy who, uh, uh, Bilby from uh, the Half Blood Prince, he's sitting there eating ice cream. He's already he's actually passed away. 
Really? That surprised me. That's but uh, we've lost a lot of actors. I mean, Alan Rickman and John Hurd. Oh, yes. Uh, but one. now we've lost the great uh, Robbie Coltrane. He, he's been in so many things. Yeah, I've seen him. Flash so Gordon in 1980, yes. Man at the yeah. Airfield. Yeah, he was. <laughs> he was. Yeah, he, and and he also. Yeah, he was, and also, of course, James Bond. He was in a couple of Valentine. Great, yes. Yeah, buddy. And I, I, I still sometimes will notice him on other things. Like, oh my gosh, I've been watching this for many years and didn't realize that he was in it. Yeah. Because it's funny how he always pretty much looks the same, except maybe it's haggard because he's. Know, pretty yeah, well all the makeup and uh, yeah. the wig and he, trying to make him seem bigger than he was. He, uh, it's funny. He looks the same, and yet somehow he looks different. <laughs> yeah, he's just good that way. Wow, looky there! And, and that Van Helsing movie from two thousand four. He was the voice of Mister Hyde. Oh, really? Yeah. There's a lot of stuff in here. My goodness. Um, okay, there's Nana's on the run, uh, mm. but uh, his character was named Rune in Kroll, and that wasn't the first thing he did because that was eighty three. His first thing is Flash Gordon, man at Airfield. <laughs> oh yeah, National Lampoon's European Vacation. I never have seen that one. Oh, I have that one. It's it's Henri. We'll say yeah, Henry V. He played Falstaff in nineteen eighty nine. I believe I may have seen that one. Uh, I've seen that one. Goodness. I have that one. I own it. Uh, Adventures of Huck Finn in nineteen ninety three. He played Duke. Yes. Then of course Goldeneye nineteen ninety five. Valentin Dimitrov Zukovsky. That's a good one. Uh, played it again in The World Is Not Enough. Which I believe he dies in that one, didn't he? I, I yeah, the, he is, gets yeah. he gets he gets killed by the by the villainous in know, there, and he fires that one last shot to free James Bond. I did Bond. not want him to go. I thought, no, man, he was such a. Great I was character. ready to see him come back for some more. I really liked that character. Yeah. Of course, it's him, and I liked him. You know, I did. I seen him on a few other things. Oh, he was that. a voice of Lord Dingwall in Brave. Ah, yeah, well, that's interesting. Uh, the Tale of Despero, he is a voice of Gregory. He did actually a lot of voices, but he had a great voice, yes. though, anyway. So, uh, lots of great roofs. Oh, even I forgot, yes, Black Adder Third. Yes, oh, yes. Oh, yes, played Samuel Johnson in Episode 2, Ink and Incapability. He was the guy who had written the encyclopedia, mm. and they'd accidentally burned it, and Black Adder was trying to write it. For those of you who are not familiar, this was one of Rowan, Rowan Atkinson's series before he did Mr. Bean. Uh, and it's very funny. It's got some honorary bits, some episodes. Yeah. British uh, British humor is humor. sometimes a little raunchy. Uh, yeah. But it's a very funny series. And uh, like every season was like a different era. Uh, yes, but yeah, I, I forgot. That. Robbie Coltrane was in Blackadder. I was actually just watching that last week. Uh, yep, yep, yep. So yeah, such, he was such a funny, warm, aff- affable is our word. Mm-hmm. We like affable uh, yeah. characters. Even when he was playing a, you know, kind of a... A villain. Uh, you know, kind of a villain. So like, Valentin kind of was, you know, he was a ex-KGB who had become a mafia guy and yeah. crime boss. But he was so affable, yeah. even though you were afraid, oh, he could kill James Bond. Uh, but he's just, he was but just likable. he liked turned it around and... It was very. He was very good. Yeah. Even as a bad, he was good. He was. A, yeah. He was a likable, unlikable. Yeah. I'm very bad, but you must admit I was very, <laughs> very, very good, good at it. it. <laughs> yeah. Which, of course, I'm lifting a line from the great Halle Berry from the Flintstones That's movie. Right. <laughs> but yeah, Robbie Coltrane. Oh, that was a surprise loss. And I remember I was at work and I was talking to our uh, chief meteorologist, and I saw it on one of the monitors in the weather center uh, on our uh, the KQ2 website. And I I saw that and I, I just stopped what I was doing. I was like, oh, Robbie Coltrane passed away at 72, which I don't think they released. Um, I didn't what, know he was that well, old, he honestly. Yeah, well, I knew he was He was kind of up there. Well, sure, but um, some people hold their age well. For instance, Rowan yeah. Atkinson. Rowan Atkinson, even when he was in his 30s, looked like he was in his 40s or 50s. <laughs> yeah. So that's kind of a good thing. I mean, it's a bad thing for that poor man. Well, well, we was talking about Steve Martin the other day. 
This is a man. Or Hell, today, his hair's been white he's since been he's been white since he was in his uh, <laughs> yeah. early. He's in his thirties. Yeah, maybe if maybe, maybe it's funny. I don't, I don't know. So because of I don't that, know, he was so such a jerk back then. <laughs> oh, stop it, son. No, so because of that, that poor man, you know, in a, in a good way, Richard Richard uh, Dreyfus is another one because they had the early gray and in white and all that. Their age kind of sneaks up on you so you don't really like really realize how old they are mm-hmm. that's a good thing yep it says here coltrane suffered from osteoarthritis in his later life oh, said he was in constant pain all day and in 2016 and then from 2019 he employed a wheelchair october 14th coltrane oh. died at fourth valley royal hospital in larbert scotland at the age of 72 he'd been ill for two years prior to his death now, they have not said what that illness was. Of course. But, uh, yeah, poor guy. But uh, we will always remember mainly, mainly his contributions. Who else could have played Rubius Hagrid but Robbie I Coltrane? I can't imagine. I can't imagine anybody he was, else. He was my absolute. When I, before I really got into Harry Potter, and I'd already seen the film. It took me a while to get into it. But before I did, he was my absolute. Him and Alan Rickman were my absolute yeah. favorite parts of the film. Yes, indeed, definitently. That 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 was some of the. Well, of course, I really loved the original Dumbledore as well. Well, Richard well Harris. me too. I take it back. Yeah. Yes, uh, yeah, Richard, Richard Harris. Harrison, especially uh, after seeing him in Gladiator. Oh yes. Oh, he was so great for that small part. But oh my goodness, well, anything Richard Harris is. Yeah. He was so great. Richard There's Harris a lot of great anything, actors that they yeah. got in there. John Hurd, even. I mean, there are a lot of great actors yeah. have been in the Harry Potter franchise. Yeah. And what's fun is when you go back and watch something like Blackadder, you find a lot of these old actors. Uh, even the actress who played, uh, um, oh well, uh, um, the uh, the plants. Yeah. She's in. She pops up in a, nearly every series of Blackadder. Mm. Um, Man, but yeah, you find a lot. It's like in Doctor Who and Blackadder, you will find some people who have been in Harry Potter have popped up on Doctor Who or something. Yeah, I, I bet see. Robbie Coltrane is somewhere in Doctor Who, but I didn't see it on the list. My mother watches <laughs> a lot of uh, English shows, mostly mostly uh, detectives. And stuff. Yeah, but it's amazing. Like she'll be walking in, I'll, I'll walk in to the kitchen and walk through there, and I'll see that she's in the living room. Watching, I'm like, oh, there's a Harry Potter guy. Oh, there's a Harry Potter guy. Oh, there's a Harry Potter lady. Oh, there's it's it's like every two days goes. Well, who here. isn't on Harry Potter? Oh, well, mom, pretty much none of them. So anytime there's a limey on your, your the set, there. And by the way, limey's. Uh, uh, I'm saying in a kind way, an English actor. I said, I said, uh, anytime there's a limey on your TV, I'm pretty much going to say they're going to be on Harry Potter. Why? Yeah. Because because it's an English thing. Yeah, it's it's a good thing. They really pile as much England in there as they could. But yeah. anyways, we probably better wrap this up because sure. we've been at this for an hour and 17 sure, minutes now. Sure, sure. So, of course, we would like to thank Karen Kennedy, Ricky Pope of sure. the Christian Nerds Unite, and Darren Wilhite of the Wilhite and Wall Show for their help in the intro that I usually use, but we didn't use it today. <laughs> but out of, out of respect. Out of respect, I'm still thankful for their help. Remember, you can email us at podcast at neverlandpodcast.com. Follow us on Twitter, NeverlandPCast. We have a Facebook group and a fan page. And, of course, you can donate to our Patreon, patreon.com slash neverlandpodcast. Also, if you go to neverlandpodcast.com, about halfway down the page, you'll see a thing for my podcast reviews. That's a great way to come and be able to leave a review for me uh, or to at least, um, you know, check out our reviews and uh, sign up for if you happen to have a podcast, you want to see all your reviews internationally. It's a very handy type of thing. Uh, I need to actually renew my membership. I had to drop my membership here uh, this last month. This money's been a little tight. So that when money's tight, it's a good time for you to donate to Patreon to help me keep this show going. Because right now, I do finance this myself. I have a lot of fees that I incur. Uh, but I love making this show for you. I have fun making it. I have fun getting it to you. And I have fun hearing 
back from you. So make sure you do hear back. Hey, you know what? I'm on Instagram. Uh, look, if you look for the Spider Fan on Instagram and on TikTok, you can even follow me on there. Uh, but uh, yeah, that wraps things up here. So there's only one last thing to say. You know what that is? Yes. Oh, I thought he was going to say it. Get oh, lost. lost. Get lost. Get lost. In an adventure. <laughs>